It's a struggle to understand how I'm no longer 20. I don't know. I don't know anybody else this has ever happened to. Most people, they get to 20, then they stay 20. It didn't happen for me, though. I just went on and on and on, and suddenly I'm 56. So I have to write from this unique uh, perspective of somebody who never stopped being 20. But I, I went on. Isn't that weird? The silly the artist, when you, when you have an idea and then you fuck it up. And Francis Bacon used to do it all the time, so I'm in good company. Where, where you think you've got to a point where it's really good, and then you do that next thing, and it's the worst possible thing you could have done, and you've just gone overboard, and you think, sod, I've ruined it. There's no going back, you know, because you I've always found that I collect. I'm a collector. Um, and I've always just seemed to collect personalities, um, ideas. I have a hodgepodge philosophy, which really is very minimal. Um, very you believe in God? What? You believe in God? Um, I believe in an energy form, but I'm not. I wouldn't uh, put. A, I wouldn't like to put a name to it. You indulge in any form of worship? Um, I life. I love life very much indeed. I think it's terribly dangerous for an artist to fulfil other people's expectations. I think they produce. They generally produce their worst work when they do that. And if the other thing I would say is that if you feel safe in the area that you're working in, you're not working in the right area. Always go a little further into the water than you feel you're capable of being in. Go a little bit out of your depth. And when you don't feel that your feet are quite touching the bottom, you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. And that was the great David Bowie musing on artistic expression, on who he appears to be, to his fans, his style. He calls himself the collector. He's a collector. And this is Will. I'm a collector of sorts. I certainly have been a collector of many things. Comic books, movies, all sorts of things. And I'm a big David Bowie fan. And this is Sci-Fi Guy. And David Bowie is certainly, I would submit, one of the best and one of the most sort of powerful sci-fi icons, sort of science fiction musical icons. Now, before I did any real research for the podcast, um, obviously, I'm a big David Bowie fan. I thought I knew a lot about him, and certainly I know enough, but I didn't realize just how popular and successful he is. He was. Um... It's just incredible. It says, this is from his official wiki, during his lifetime, he recorded sales of over 100 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling musicians of all time. In the UK, he was awarded 10 platinum, 11 gold, and 8 silver album certifications, certifications and released 11 number one albums. 11 number one albums. In the US, he received 5 platinum and 9 gold certifications. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1996, and Rolling Stone ranks him as among the greatest artists in all of history. As of 2022, Bowie is the best-selling vinyl artist of the 21st century. So really, really appreciate that. He's the best-selling, well, vinyl artist. So people who still, uh, own, you know, buy vinyl, and I guess all his other sales. So he's the best-selling vinyl artist of the 21st century. That is a legend. That is an icon. And I also knew that he was um, a, a 
drama student, a um, sort of actor on one of the Dick Cavett interviews I was watching. I guess it's his first back in 74 on the Dick Cavett show. Dick says, I look at you and he goes, what do you think? What do you um, what impression do you get of me? I think Bowie says. And Dick says, I look at you as a struggling actor. And David sort of laughs and says, you got it. You know, so he was such a performer in that, and, and an artist in that best sense of the word, um, you know, performing maybe almost all the time, certainly on stage and on his albums and and shows. And then when he was interviewed, like a Dick Cavett, he was just like a normal dude. You know, he was pretty much a, a regular guy. So in his youth, he studied dramatic arts under Lindsay Kemp from avant-garde theater in mime to com Commedia dell'arte, which is an Italian sort of, um, uh, you know, stage and theater art. So we have someone who at his very earliest, you know, education and study, studied drama and acting. And then, of course, came Major Tom in Space Oddity. And this song, Space Oddity, first released in 1969 as just a single, it remains one of Bowie's best and most popular and well-known work. Uh, from the official wiki, Bowie had written up to that point, this marked a change from the music hall-influenced sound of his debut to a sound that is akin to psychedelic folk and inspired by the music of the Bee Gees. And it was partially inspired by Stanley Kubrick's film 2001, A Space Odyssey. So he did a play on, you know, words, Space Odyssey, Space Oddity. Of course, it became an enormous hit. And it's now looked upon as one of the most influential songs. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame listed in the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Um, it's just, you know, for, for science fiction fans too, I think knowing that it was partially inspired by 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is looked upon as one of the great science fiction films of all time. So just that connection alone places Bowie in that rarefied group of sci-fi icons. And this is what uh, Bowie had to say about his pit, the publicity image of a spaceman at work is of an automaton rather than a human being. And my major Tom is nothing if not a human being. It came from a feeling of sadness about this aspect of the space thing. It's been dehumanized. So I wrote a song farce about it to try and relate science and human emotion. I suppose it's an antidote to space fever, really. And more about the influence of Kubrick's uh, A Space Odyssey, Bowie says, quote, I went stoned out of my mind to see the movie, and it really freaked me out, especially the trip passage. His biographer, Mark Spitz, states the song was likely inspired by the scene in which an astronaut communicates with his daughter on her birthday, saying, tell mama that I telephoned before ingesting a stress pill. So again, once again, that connection with Kubrick's A Space Odyssey 2001, which is regarded as one of, if not the best science fiction film of all time, Bowie got his inspiration from it, and the rest is history. And then, three years later, he would go to produce The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, 
often shortened to just Ziggy Stardust. This is the fifth studio album by English musician David Bowie, released in 1972 on RCA Records. It was co-produced by Bowie and Ken Scott and features Bowie's backing band, The Spiders from Mars. And this is the concept. It was described as a loose concept album in rock opera. Ziggy Stardust concerns Bowie's titular alter ego, Ziggy Stardust, a fictional androgynous and bisexual rock star who is sent to Earth as a savior before an impending apocalyptic disaster. So in the story, he wins the hearts of fans but suffers a fall from grace after succumbing to his own ego. I remember as a kid, I was maybe five or six when I when I you know discovered it, grammar school, and I was like, who is this Ziggy Stardust? Because it confused me. You know, I, I had heard of David Bowie, and I guess I maybe had heard of Major Tom, you know, uh, Space Oddity, but I didn't realize that it was like the same person, because then, you, you know, Ziggy Stardust, Spiders from Mars, and it just sounded so cool and weird and almost scary, because it was like, well, Ziggy's got these spiders from Mars, are they going to hurt people, or, you know, in a science fiction way, and I think... Again, that is the really power and talent of, of Bowie's, you know, vision and persona to, to make these sort of characters and these concepts seem so, you know, fully realized and authentic. And on the same album, he recorded Starman. It was a late addition to the album written as a direct res response to RCA's request for a single. The lyrics describe Ziggy Stardust bringing a message of hope to Earth's youth through the radio. Salvation by an alien named Starman. The chorus is inspired by Over the Rainbow, sung by Judy Garland, and other influences including T-Rex and the Supremes. So again, we have this science fiction, sci-fi, you know, vibe in one of the singles, another single from the album Starman. And of course, the main single from Ziggy Stardust, The Rise and Fall, and... The Spiders from Mars from the album is the single Ziggy Stardust. Since its recording, it's received widespread acclaim from music critics, with the majority praising its story, guitar, and the band's performance. It has been included on lists of Bowie's greatest songs of all time, and by some as just one of the greatest songs of all time. Rolling Stone ranks it at number 282 on the 500 great, uh, greatest songs of all time. So again, you've got this incredible power of the rock, you know, star of pop music, rock and pop music and science fiction. And I'm trying to really think, you know, of anyone that comes close even in a sci-fi, you know, science fiction-y vein in terms of pop music. I mean, Prince was always cool with his look and, you know, um, but it wasn't, wasn't really sci-fi, it was just cool. It was just sort of, you know, almost fanciful fantasy, you know, cer certainly uh, psychedelic would apply and funkadelic. But Bowie is just, if you could name one rock star as a sci-fi sort of character, it would have to be David Bowie. And then, of course, Bowie is featured in so many great movies, feature films. And one of the most sci-fi connected is The Man Who Fell to Earth. 1976 British sci-fi drama film directed by Nicholas Rugg and written by Paul Myersberg, based on Walter Tevis's 1963 novel of the same name. 
The film follows an extraterrestrial who crash lands on Earth seeking a way to ship water to his planet, which suffers from a severe drought, but finds himself at the mercy of human vices and corruptions. So it also stars uh, Candy Clark, Buck Henry, and Rip Torn, and released in 76. It's a great film. I remember as a kid watching and just fascinated. From the wiki here, the man who fell to Earth re retains a cult following for its use of surreal imagery and Bowie's first starring role as the alien Thomas Jerome Newton. It is considered an important work of science fiction cinema and one of the best films of director Nicholas Rogue's career. And if you guys haven't seen it, highly recommended. Um, it's just great. It, it just retains this you know, enigmatic, mysterious quality. And Bowie's just incredible. I mean, I would think he didn't do many movies, but this certainly, for me, is a highlight of his career. So go check out his music, his films. David Bowie, sci-fi rock star. Hope you enjoyed and hope you guys are subscribing. If you're not, just subscribe. We're free. We're always free. We do have a paid tier and a pay area where you get these, you know, exclusives. You get goodies that the freebies do not, either or. Keep on sending us feedback. Feedback us, please. Keep on feedbacking. And go enjoy David Bowie, sci-fi icon. We'll see you soon.